Welcome to Side Talks. Oh, we changed the name, you don't remember? Welcome to Movie Podcast. Starring Corey Kraft and Rachel Morgan. Guess what we talk about? Side Talks. <laughs> no, uh, movies. We talk about popcorn. <laughs> All uh, the flavors. I do have We talk opinions. about juice. I do All have opinions about popcorn and juice. Well, let's get to it. All right. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. Oh, Corey, what have you been watching lately? That's well, what I want to know. I've seen a bunch of movies lately, and I'll oh, run shocker. through some of them pretty quickly. Let's hear it. Um, lots of end-of-the-year releases, so I want to share uh, a couple that I really enjoyed, and one dud, okay. uh, kind of a high-profile dud. Um, like, uh, I guess, I don't know, 99% of the population of this country, I saw Spider-Man No Way Home this past weekend and enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Martin Scorsese is right. This is not really cinema. These are theme park rides, these Marvel movies, but you know what? I like going to he theme liked parks. liked it anyway. I like, um, like taking those rides, and I'll tell you this much. I saw this opening night with a packed house at the IMAX screen in Hoover. Oh, yeah? um, and I don't know that I've ever seen a crowd lose its mind like the crowd for this movie did. I mean, well, ta- kind of people impressive. standing and cheering, hooting and hollering. Um, Are people just happy to be back in the movies? Well, people were happy to see a Spider-Man movie. Let me okay. tell you that, because people are, don't seem to be going to see much of anything that's, else right I mean, now. that's true, but you know, there's a certain audience that's only going to come out for that kind and of this show, was and the my prime, question is... This was the prime nerd audience. Yeah, me are among they just them. excited for this kind of fall? Yes, yes, okay. 100%. But, but this movie does have some very particular surprises and delights that will um, appeal to people my age and a little older. Well, that's nice. I'm going to ask a question now that you're going to be like, what? How do you not know that? Uh-huh. And that is who's Spider-Man right now? Uh, Tom Holland. He's a young oh, man. So, um, Taylor Swift's ex. Is he? Did they I date? I think so. She, okay. No. They didn't? He's with Zendaya or Zendaya. Yeah, he and but, Zendaya. But I mean, the next, right? Like, no, uh, no? He's, he's too little of a boy, I think, to have ever dated huh. Taylor Swift. Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. But if you, I'm thinking if you of told some me, other gentleman that probably looks like him as well. I mean, maybe. I think her current boyfriend looks a lot like well, him, the go. dude from The Favorite. Yeah, the dude. Um, Is that guy really referred to as the dude from The Favorite? Uh, that's how that's, I if think. So, or, that's I'll call him Billy Lynn from Billy Lynn's okay, Long okay. Halftime Walk, but nobody okay. saw that fucking movie. That's so. true. That's true. Um, okay, so that's Spider-Man. I don't want to talk too much about Spider-Man for fear of spoiling the whole thing, even though, again, like most of the country's already yeah. seen it, and it's been out for four days. Um, I also saw Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I loved it. I had Shocker. a really great time with it. I love, you know, Guillermo. Guillermo. Uh, I love his whole deal. I love film noir, and this yeah. is a really sleazy, beautifully mounted film noir. Is this um, neo noir or is this just traditional noir? I think it. Well, it's you know, it's a remake of a film from 1947. Okay, um, so it feels more like traditional. It noir, feels then. well, it uh, not so much because. It's quite long. Yeah. It's too long. Gotcha. Uh, but, you know, Guillermo is such a sensual filmmaker that right. the, the pleasures of his craft sort of make up for that for me. Um, I, I would call it neo-noir because it leans into the grisliness and gore and depravity that classic noir can only hint at. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it does so with an amazing cast. Um, not only... 
uh, really great Bradley Cooper in the lead role, but Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara, a little bit oh. of a, a Carol reunion. Nice. Uh, you got some Willem Dafoe, you got some Tony Collette, you've got some uh, Richard Jenkins, a really, really strong ensemble here. Cool. Um, but I, I really loved it. I mean, again, not a huge shock, but uh, I thought it was really great. This morning, I watched The Matrix Resurrections, the fourth um, 18 years later sequel. Um, Did y'all wake up for that? To, yeah, you know it. Well, I saw you post a little Instagram post of, of you and Kathleen and a couple of cats and a blanket. We just, we just cuddled up on the couch. We watched The Matrix Resurrections on HBO Max. Uh, I loved it. I yeah. really did. Uh, uh, it's my, also, once again, shocker. I know. It's my favorite Matrix sequel. And, you know, the, the previous two Reloaded and Revolutions are a little bit impenetrable and kind of stodgy and not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, they never really have been. This, however, is a little bit lighter uh, in tone. It's a little bit more playful. It's meta and self-aware in some really interesting ways. Um, and it goes into some territory that I didn't expect from a Matrix okay. sequel. So I had to – I really did appreciate that. Also, it's just nice to see a film, like a big-budget tentpole film – that actually looks like a movie. Um, yeah. I really did enjoy Spider-Man, but there's no getting around the fact that those Marvel movies largely look like expensive television series. And yeah. The Matrix Resurrections is made by a real deal filmmaker. Right. Um, so God bless Lana Wachowski, who showed up to really like stunt on a bunch of pretenders to her throne uh, uh, as action uh, filmmaker. Uh, par excellence. Um, okay, the dud that Let's I want to talk it. about Let's briefly. I, I think you're going to be dismayed, but not entirely surprised okay. because it stars your wife, Nicole Kidman. Okay, um, I know where this is it, headed. Being the Ricardos. Um, I didn't think it was going to be good, though. But it's baffling. Is it, is it, are we Stepford Wives level here? No, no. It's just like Aaron Sorkin wrote this thing, which you will know 20 seconds in. Sure. But he also directed it. Knew. Um, he, and he's, it, he seems to have gotten worse as a uh, director and uh, the, following the really, Tim Burton's lead. Yeah. Kinda. The really baffling thing about this though, is that not only is it wildly miscast, um, yeah. Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem do not even remotely resemble Lucille Ball or Desi Arnaz and their performances while, you know, not bad they're they're technically proficient performances right but they just don't even come close to approximating the people they're supposed to be embodying yeah. is so there any you, chemistry between these two not really either no, i can't really see that no um and then on top of that the movie is joyless oh, and stiff that sounds fun and there's like it's about comedy but it's not comedic and Ooh, it's yikes. not funny and there's no energy to it it's just you know, those actors who are good actors uh, doing Aaron Sorkin dialogue, which can be sort of snappy and rat-a-tat and pleasurable in its cadence without really meaning anything. And it's just that for more than like, like two hours and ten minutes. I mean, it's – it is a dud. It well, does bummed. not work. Um, when, but I knew it was coming. When Nicole Kidman gets an Oscar nomination for it, okay. yeah. um, you know, maybe maybe you'll um, you'll check it out. But uh, I don't think you'll have a good time. I don't time know with if I it. will. I mean, I'm used to big 
Hollywood movie stars who play big Hollywood movie stars getting awarded with big Hollywood statues. Right. And that's just um, how we do things. I, I, you know, when it happens, it's going to be really strange because it's not, it's not an effective performance. Even if technically it's fine, it's not effective because her director lets her down. The screenplay lets her down. And the whole time you're just like, well, the thing I know about Lucille Ball yeah. is that Lucille Ball was a magnetic and interesting screen performer. So why does that woman right. look miserable even when she's ostensibly channeling Lucille Ball screen performance? Yeah, and so and I should probably say big big Hollywood TV star really is what yeah. Lucille Ball would have been. But does it scratch any of the surface of of just how innovative Lucille Ball was and how her and you know her husband? Yes. Okay, good. I mean, the movie is the movie that, ostensibly is about that. Yeah, but it's it's as dramatic uh, as a Wikipedia entry when it comes to a lot a of bummer. that stuff. It, yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah, um, and you know, I'm I'm more of a fan of Aaron Sorkin than I think a lot of people are. I really liked the Trial of the Chicago Seven from last year. Yeah, you did. Um, but this was this was just nothing. I mean, there's just. It's just annoying. It's well, an annoying movie. It looks annoying, and the artwork for the film looks annoying. Yeah, but well, I haven't had any interest in seeing this at all. You know. I yeah, I was what hopeful. Can you say? I was optimistic. I don't it, know why, but yeah, I don't either. In I, hindsight, I really don't. Good for you, uh, and sorry for the disappointment. Well, what have you been watching? So I've been. Let me give a little shout out. I've been doing some programming for the Atlanta Film Festival. Hell yeah! It's coming up in the spring. And fingers crossed, right? Because, right. my gosh, everything wants to crash down on us at every turn. But, I, you know, so we're all on board for, for that to happen in the spring, and I'm looking forward to it. And so I, there's a lot of stuff I've seen that I can't really talk about. But okay. I can tell you that there are some wonderful films out there that I'm looking forward to seeing be on a screen in the near future. Uh, and so aside from that, a, a couple days ago, this past Sunday around in the evening, I got a booster shot. I got the uh, Moderna booster, and I was down for the count. Yeah. Down for the count for about 48 hours. And in that time, I really wanted to do a lot of screening, and I was able to do a little bit of screening for the festival. But I mostly was in and out of of sort of, you know, I wouldn't call it sleep. I was in and out of being dazed. And so I watched an entire series of The Twelve Dates of Christmas on HBO Max. What the hell is this? Girl, it is bad <laughs> news. I'm going to tell you right now. The Twelve Here, Dates of yes. Christmas? Here's the idea. It's, it is a basically a generic dating show. But if you take a generic dating show and, and every fucking shot, you put a wreath or a bow or a Christmas ornament in the background, it becomes a holiday dating show. Right. And the whole premise here is, who am I going to take home to the family on Christmas Day? Oh, my God. Yep. With it all leading up to, once we've done that, are we going to spend New Year's Eve together? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, no. And the first season has a straight woman and a straight man and a gay man. Uh-huh. But I have made it also onto the second season. Uh-huh. Where you get a gay man and a lesbian and a straight man. Uh-huh. And... Boy, oh boy. Uh, both are absolutely terrible. Just absolute <laughs> shocker, right? But I dare you to watch this series and find one single frame when there isn't at least a fucking ornament in the shot. <laughs> also, one of my favorites is that the new love interest, as they call them, uh-huh. right? They just they pop up randomly 
and they try to do it in the Christmas spirit. So that you could be out on a date and all the dates look miserable because guess what I do not want to do on a date? There is a long list of stuff, don't get me wrong. And I have some rules here. Like I don't want to go eat sushi on a first date. Okay. It is, that is not, I understand people think that's a good thing to do, but I, I'm, I don't want to go do something where it is freezing cold and my entire, the contents of my entire face are going to, you know, of the back of my head are going to come into the front of my face. Sure, sure. Um, It is, so quite frequently you can tell people are just like, where's a tissue? You know, they're doing these freezing cold, like ice fishing or something. So anyway, they'll be out doing these freezing cold activities, which are incredible, look incredibly uncomfortable. And then somebody will show up in a, like a gingerbread man costume. I hate this. Yes. My favorite love interest appearance is a guy gets up one morning, the the, the lead guy, who I all I, as is often the case with something like The Bachelor. I'm like, wait, why? Why is this the guy? Why does everybody <laughs> want him? Because I'm not getting it. He's, you know, I mean, what? He's got twenty more dollars than the the average dude. He's whatever. This this scoop of vanilla ice cream comes to the kitchen <laughs> to make coffee in the morning, and sitting up on a ledge dressed like an elf is the new love interest. No, that's terrifying. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. He, he's just making coffee and he's kind of like, you can tell he kind of feels the presence of like maybe something else, but it could be the camera. And she's like, how are you doing? And she's just, she's the elf on the shelf, Corey. She's the elf on the shelf. I, no, that person is not, they're disqualified immediately. <laughs> they're not, they're not she's coming stuck home around to meet nobody. Days. She's stuck around for a few days. There's a great deal of drama. There's a great deal of relationship acceleration, which I really appreciate, which is the, you know, you you don't get the equivalent of the rose, which in this case, guess what it does? A present. Ugh. You don't get the, and if you if if there's mistletoe in your present, you get the date. So if you don't get the you know you don't get the present, and then you leave and you do a big grandstanding, you know, I'll never find love. I can't believe this person treated me this way. And you find out that you know when you really sit and think about it, they've spent a good forty eight hours and in the same residence as this person, but really and truly, probably all of forty four minutes with them. Sure. So, but, you know, that's going to lead to a big, my life is over. My heart is broken. Give me my own show. Right, right. You got you to gotta play it up so you can be on the next season. It's all as I that. Understand it. That's right. It's all that, but it's, it's, it's wrapped in, you know, in ornaments and Christmas lights. I don't understand shows like this. Yeah. I don't understand them. I just, I, I, they're not for me. I'm glad that they're for somebody, I yeah. guess. They don't seem, this, this sounds absolutely terrible oh it's just it's 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 really really bad it's it, it's you know but i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna watch it next winter <laughs> i'm gonna watch it next winter whether i've gotten a booster or vaccine or not and you know when summer hits i'm watching fuck boy island again well but fuck boy island is its own thing yeah they're yeah, it's yeah. it's an island they're of fuck all boys. kind of the same show it's just you know are we in a christmas castle or are we on a resort yeah, it's really yeah, it's really this kind of thing. Yeah, well. But anyway, that's what I've been watching. And now fast film terms. Whoa, that was fast. Yeah, and we haven't done this in a while. This is fast film terms. This is fast film terms. And so I'm gonna ask you, Corey. Okay. Do you know what a spike is? Um well, he is a very good film director uh from Brooklyn. No, he's who a made... tiny little nasty gremlin. Oh, come on. I know. Well, it could also be a volleyball term. My, well, that's true. You could spike the volleyball um toward Spike Lee 
That's true. If you were playing Spike Lee in volleyball. I can't really picture Spike Lee playing volleyball, though I could picture Spike Jones doing that. But no, indeed, this is more of a lighting term. Okay. Uh, lighting and direction term, really. It is a grip, but it would be, you know, sort of a grip job, right, okay. to do this, which is the act of placing a piece of tape on the floor to indicate where some prop or piece of furniture should be placed. Oh, really? Or to indicate where an actor should stand so that they will be in the correct position, you know, for lighting. Yeah. Uh, but also just for a shot in general. Yeah, that's the, the actor's mark or the prop's that's mark. That's right. It's a spike, right? Wow. And so an actor's spike is usually two pieces of tape in the shape of a T on the ground. Uh-huh. So the actor can place one foot on either side of a leg of the T, and you want to do that facing the direction of the T's cross piece. No way. Okay. Yeah. So that's a spike. Well, cool. I've yeah. never heard that term before. And then I've got one more for you. All right. Another S term. Okay. What's a spill? Well, sometimes you have a drink and you, you're having too good of a time, so you knock it over and... Ah, ha, ha. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's actually, as I'm sure you probably can guess, it's it has to do with light. And it's yes. when, when light spills onto something, it, it is an unwanted thing, generally speaking. It's it's like a spilled glass of wine onto sure. a couch. It is an unwanted light that spills onto an object or a person, subject or what have you. So when you're trying to see a film in a otherwise dark theater and somebody turns on their phone flashlight to find their assigned seat and you get that reflection on the screen. Well, that would be cinema spill. But yeah, cinema spill. we're usually using it on set saying there's some spill on the side of Nicole Kidman's face in this really crappy movie that we're making. Turn off your phone flashlight. We need to get rid of that. So somebody get me, you know, something like a flag. A flag. Which we've talked about before. That's right. So yeah, that's your fast film terms for today. There they go. Thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast, where your own personal, cinematic, violent Jay and Shaggy Two Dope. Do you know who this is? Uh, These are this is the Insane Clown Posse. This is ICP. You're down with the clown to know that, Corey. You are down with the clown. (laughs) Fucking magnets. How do they work? Listen, I have to tell you something really quickly. Uh, You you know, bust out the face. This is a little bit of a long outro, but it's it's necessary. Everybody, buckle up. All right. It's late 1997. Uh huh. Eminem is still unknown. Okay. Okay. Because we really could have done a your own personal cinematic Violent J and Eminem. But we've done Eminem before, so I kind of wanted That's to... That's true. You know. So anyway, late 1997, Eminem is unknown. He's in a club somewhere. Okay. And he approaches Violent J. And it could have been really... It could have been Shaggy Too Dope, but I believe it was Violent J. Okay. And hands him a flyer for the Slim Shady EP release party. Sure. And on the flyer, it says, and just imagine these evils coming together, featuring Kid Rock and ICP, maybe, in parentheses. <laughs> so Violent J, all right, says, what is up with this? Why are we on this flyer, you little bitch? You know, and Eminem says, well, it says maybe. I mean, I'm asking you now, will you be at my at my release party? And Violent J responds, as you might expect an ICP clown, you know, to respond, fuck no. Fuck no, we're not. Um, and then Eminem proceeds to say, once he begins to get a little bit famous, nasty things about ICP and in, in interviews. Um, what a shame. Yeah. And apparently Violent J and Shaggy Too Dope begin then referencing Eminem and calling, instead of saying his alter ego Slim Shady, they call him Slim Anus. <laughs> Fellas, fellas, you have far more in common than you do that that should divide you. Come together. 
become friends. And add Kid Rock to that mix to make a triple evil. Uh, listen, listen, the worst part about it is Slim Shady. Like the equivalent of Slim Shady is not. You come up with something better than Slim Anus. That sounds like something my brother would have come up with in third grade. Like it's absolutely fucking terrible. But I wonder want to know before we get into our thank you to our sponsor and apologies to them as well that that ICP Wikipedia page is something special. I'm sure it's a roller coaster ride. And we may, I know this is a cinematic podcast, but we may have to pause every once in a while for some more information from that Wikipedia page on the podcast. There because is, it is something else. There is a Juggalo documentary out Yeah, there's recently. a few of them, yeah. Um, I forget the title of it, but you know, there's your flimsy pretext right there to talk about ICP. <laughs> well, you're we're your own personal cinematic slim shady and slim anus. <laughs> 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 Thanks to Revelator Coffee. Thanks to Boutwell Studios. You should continue to listen to this podcast to learn more about the ICP Wikipedia page. That's right. This you is your only your own, source of information. But trust me, it's better when we read it to you. I'm, I I am sure that I have heard some insane clown posse, but I I I didn't. I almost came with some of my favorite lyrics from them, but I'm saving it for a future okay, episode right. because well, I we'll want. I really want to hold on to our listeners. You know, <laughs> yes. so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna string that out. Over yeah, time. that's that's the thing that we'll 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 bait them with the possibility of of ICP <laughs> lyrics in the future. We got you on the hook now, listener. You got to keep listening. I meant the opposite. I kind of meant I thought the Wikipedia entry and the slim anus and the ICP lyrics might be too much for them in one setting. <laughs> Well, write uh, into uh, podcast at sidewalkfest.com and let us know if, if that's true. If anybody emails us and says more ICP lyrics, you're getting a sticker or something. Sidewalkfest.com, by the way, or at Sidewalk Film on social media where you can find cinema showtimes and other information about what Sidewalk has got coming up, which is, you know, a lot of stuff. A lot of movies. A lot of movies at the cinema. Come see Red Rocket with us. Come see Licorice Pizza with us. Come see... On January 7th, question mark, the tragedy of Macbeth with That's us. That's right. Ooh, I'm going to be there because I really want to see that Can't movie. Can't wait. Anyway, uh, we'll talk to you next time, yeah. everybody. Bye, Slim Anus. Slim Anus. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's Ridiculous. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.